0: We
1: have the
2: Ayatollah of Fantasy Rock and Roller with us today, Adam Rank. How are you doing, Rank?
3: It um, looked great in person, and uh, I just can't wait to next
1: year we can pack it full of twenty-five thousand.
2: Hey, Bob, how are you doing? Hey, I'm doing great. I didn't know it was Ball Guy's day. It was being ranked. I mean, how do you lose? This is the Dynasty Vipers. Vipercast. Welcome back to another edition of the Dynasty Vipers Vipercast, powered by Fassy Points Media Group, and with me as always, Tara Roberts, Major Caldwell. How are y'all doing today?
4: <laughs> doing good. Doing good.
2: Talk football? excellent. You know what? I've got my – I am going to join you guys this week. I've got my Thanksgiving turkey coming in uh, via Superstore order here. Should be here tomorrow. And I am going to celebrate with the rest of my brothers and sisters from the uh, from America here. I prepare myself a turkey every year. I get my favorite pair of sweatpants on. I put away my skinny jeans, and I get ready to celebrate the holiday with all y'all. You and I feel like
0: <laughs> the scary, scary image that I have in my head right now.
2: Oh, you mean me and my bedazzled uh, skinny jeans? <laughs> bedazzled oh, on the
4: butt. Yeah.
0: Always got a double down. Always got a double
4: down. Like from the 90s when they had like the juicy couture, like juicy on the <laughs> butt.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. That's the
2: best way to go about it. And I do it all by my own. I got like, I think I still have one of those old bedazzlers, you know, the little pink thing that you like clip onto your pants and you kind of, <laughs> I don't know how it actually is. Straight next to the easy day, Oven. let's be honest. <laughs> But we've got ourselves another action-packed show for us here again today. We are here to preview week number 12. We've got three primetime games going down on Thursday. We've got Detroit, Chicago. we got Vegas. we got Dallas. And then if you're still not in like some kind of Thanksgiving turkey meat coma, we've got another game in the evening that you're going to want to check out. And I'm drawing a complete blank right now, but that's okay because it's probably not that important. Ravens. The-, the
0: only person that cares is Tara, Said. so that, you know. Why me? Look, you went straight to the phone.
4: <laughs> I did.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I was ready to move on with the show. She's like, I got to get this fact right real quick. And then we go. Like, well, you
2: know, you know, I should know this because I sat here and I yeah, probably put so out together done. all my previews to get ready for the Buffalo Saints evening game when it comes down to the, the true <laughs> Thursday night football contest there. Uh, We're going to be talking a little bit about the Buffalo Bills a little bit later and how pretty much Jonathan Taylor went demigod on them and punched them straight in the mouth multiple times in week 11. But first, we've got some big news out of New York. They have replaced Jason Garrett with Freddie Kitchens. pretty much the spider-man meme that we keep joking about each and every week where spider-man's pointing <laughs> at spider-man isn't that what this basically turns out to
4: yeah this was a really weird situation of where you fired someone and you're literally getting someone that we question are they even capable of doing this as well so uh yeah it's very interesting we'll see the the return of freddie kitchens after his or after his um banishment from Cleveland. So it'll be very interesting to see what uh, what that offense does. <laughs> I, I did like Freddie
0: as a coordinator or a – was he a coordinator before? I think he had the team moving a little bit before he was a head coach. When he became head coach, that's when it all went to hell. So hopefully he can find that little magic he had for that brief brief stint when when when, ba- when Baker went crazy at the end of that season. So we'll see. I mean, it really
2: can't be any worse than how that Giants offense was ticking sure. around. Now, in in I'm not going to defend Jason Garrett here in any way, shape, or form, but I'm going to defend Tara's boy, Daniel Jones, because the reality of the situation, who has he had to throw to on any kind of consistent basis at any time this season? Nobody. You know what? He hasn't had that full alignment of weapons from week one to week 12. Guys are starting to get back. Uh, we may have Sterling Shepard back this week. Probably not. And even if he comes back, what's it, maybe three-quarters of a game before he's out again? So mm-hmm. that's basically what he's been dealing with pretty much all season. But, man, that play calling. Um, I, I can just imagine Giants fans, they were celebrating when they heard Jason Garrett gone, and then they heard Freddie coming back. <laughs> like, oh.
0: They're like, ah.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah about that. Yeah. <laughs> I know, but they have some – like, they need to find a way. Just get the ball to Tony and move out the way. Like, let him cook. Like, just let Tony cook. Throw some uh, 50-50 balls up to Galladay. Like, they just have to just let it all hang out right now because whatever they have schemed up is not cute at all.
4: Yeah, it's kind of tough because, I mean – they have a terrible offensive line. So it's not like Daniel Jones has a lot of time. I know people talk about it like, you know, he's locking in on targets. He's not seeing, you know, other people that are wide open. And I guess, you know, when you when you really have a offensive line that is legitimately terrible and you did nothing to change it from the prior season when you knew it was terrible, um, I don't know. I guess maybe he's just out there kind of locking in on whatever he can get to the quickest because he's a little bit scared for his life.
2: So I'm, I'm going to throw a little something-something at you here before we get into it. I'm going to throw the first game over to major here. Give you the primetime game on uh, Turkey day, Buffalo, new Orleans. None of these games made our game of the week. That's why I want to kind of touch base with them a little bit. i uh, give me a quick little two minute synosis of how this game is going to shape
0: out for you. Um, I think Buffalo is just going to run the ball up and down the field, like passing the ball. They're going to, it's going to be a Buffalo game. I know the Saints defense is pretty good, but that, offense can't keep them off the field enough for them to get enough uh, rest so they can play the way they should. But I, I don't know. I'm, I'm not into that offense at all with the Saints. I do like their defense. But um, I think Josh Allen going, is going to be like a mini breakout game. It's a primetime game for him. We don't get to see him too much because he's out in Buffalo. So I think he's going to take advantage of of this game.
2: Yeah, I, I just picture a bunch of Buffalo Bills players body-slamming Saints through tables all game long. Like, this is going to be one of those, you know what? We we got absolutely embarrassed last week. Now we're going to take it out on everybody. And unfortunately right. for New Orleans, Kelvin's not here on the show to hear this yet, so that's fantastic. I can take all the shots I want <laughs> at the Saints. This is not a good situation for New Orleans to be in this week, in my opinion. Now, Tara, right quarterback. I'm going to... Is it, still- it, it's, it's Simeon right now, yeah. Yeah. Um, Tara, I'm going to throw it over to you because I can't talk about this game because I may be a little bit biased, but Las Vegas versus Dallas, Dallas has done a horrible job covering these games in the last few years, at least the point spread. How do you see this one playing
4: out? You know, I would like to say that it's going to be a big bounce back game for Dak. Um, just because what he did last week was a complete abomination. Um, but unfortunately, we've got a Mark Cooper that's out. CeeDee Lamb is probably going to be out. I know they're saying that he still might be able to clear concussion protocol, but I mean, it's looking like he's not going to. So then we've got a lineup of Michael Gallo, who is talented, Cedric Wilson, and Dalton Schultz. So from my perspective, I really think that they're going to be aggressively leaning on the run. I'm predicting a big game from Zeke, and it makes sense when you look at what happened with Vegas last week. You um, gave up a massive game to Joe Mixon. So I think it. I think relying on that run game might be the nice bounce back that Dallas needs right here.
2: Yeah, I talked about this every week there, but the Raiders' pass defense and what they can do to wide receivers—they shut down the Bengals trio of Tyler Boyd, uh, Jamar Chase, and T. Higgins last week, and that's just what they do. Tyler Boyd was the leading wide receiver; I think he had less than 50 yards. Jamar Chase had 32 yards. He did have that touchdown. This is what the Raiders have done all season long, and if they cannot shut down Michael Gallup, Cedric Wilson, Noah Brown there's going to be some bigger issues. What they can't stop is Ezekiel Elliott because I think he's going to have a few drumsticks and whatever you want. Uh, Jerry's boy there, he says that CeeDee Lamb's got a chance to play. We know Cooper's not going to play. For the Saints, We Alvin Kamara, he's battling an uphill battle to get in the lineup. Mark Ingram missed again today's practice here. He was a DNP. He's got a bit of a knee injury. I don't know who's going to run the ball for the Saints. Maybe Tony Jones. Wink, wink, wow. nudge, nudge. <laughs> Still not value. Now, for me, I am going to jump on their grenade and take the Bears and Lions game because we talked about this a couple weeks ago. Sometimes a game is so bad, it's an absolute masterpiece. And I, I wanted to bring these all together because I will be dropping all three of these games in my Turkey Day preview Tomorrow, I'm dropping three videos, each one of these games that we're talking about right now. And I couldn't help shake the fact that this Detroit and Chicago game, I think three of the last four times that these teams have got together on Turkey Day, it's been a backup quarterback involved in the game. And we're going to get Andy Dalton starting because it doesn't sound like Justin uh, Fields is going to be able to come back from that rib injury. I am hoping that Tim Boyle plays instead of Jared Goff just to get the ultimate mismatch of quarterbacks in this game it is going to be so bad it's going to be glorious in every way shape and form this reminds me of one of my favorite thanksgiving movies of all time you ready for this son-in-law with paulie shore <laughs> remember that paulie shore he went by the name yeah, Craw, met a nice little midwestern girl she brought him back to the family first off andy dalton and tim boyd should not be allowed anywhere near anywhere near a football field and Paulie Shore should never be allowed anywhere near your families. Okay. That's basically <laughs> how it goes, but yet somehow it worked out to be one of those movies that whenever it's on, I'm going to watch. And that's kind of where the Chicago Detroit game come to falls into place <laughs> for me. That's a
0: pretty good uh, analogy there. <laughs> so you'll hear
2: a little bit more Analogies. on this on tomorrow's Turkey day, primetime preview show with uh, bears and lions. Now, we need to get a little bit of housekeeping under uh, control here. First off, if you're watching us on the Vipers Network, make sure to hit that thumbs up because, hey, you want the best information out there? We've got it, and we get it from fantasypoints.com. Enter promo code 21VIPERS10 and get 10% off that subscription today.
1: <laughs> and,
2: <laughs> unfortunately, I cannot find anyone's um, hits uh, bold predictions from last week, but I did manage to find them a little bit back here looking back tara how that justin fields first 300 yard game work out for you
4: it did not I mean, in my defense, he technically could have done it if he had played. Was it going to turn out that way? Probably not. But I think, I don't know. I mean, if you you extrapolate it out, I mean, Andy Dalton had like, what, 200 yards. So it's it's possible. It's possible. I'm not going to give myself a, a, I'm not going to give myself a loss on that when he went out. I'm not going to.
0: I like how she kind of did that deductive reasoning and kind of like carried the one and Move some stuff to the left and the right. She like made that work. I don't know how she did it, but it worked. You're always going to be on stressed. that
4: on that SAT level kind of math. you know.
0: Cause I was like over here with like oh, extrapolate. What does that even mean?
2: <laughs> the longer she stays on the Viper cast, the more and more she's turning out like me, where she just starts saying a bunch of things just trying to try and confuse everyone else, and you forget what the point of the whole conversation was. Now. Major, you pulled off the Donley double doink last week, missing <laughs> on both. You went with Detroit gets their first win. This is the Browns. And Rashad Bateman scores. We call that the double, Donnelly double doink. That's going to be the new standard there.
0: I need a doink sound. I need a doink, doink, doink.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Why does Major keep missing on these, like, 50-50 calls?
2: I, Wait, I know, I know.
0: You miss just as much as me, so how is it like? <laughs>
4: It's just the 50-50 calls that make it funny.
0: <laughs> <laughs> stay tuned, because I will be doubling down on one of my bets. So just double, just stay tuned.
2: <laughs> yeah, there, there's no words. You know what? I was right there with Rashad Bateman. I think I even taunted out there, who's the real wide receiver one in Baltimore? And then Tara kind of slides in smoothly and goes, yeah, really? with another little gif there on me so uh <laughs> gif jif meme meme i don't know fab pop these are things i can't pronounce so we'll call it a gif for now and go from there but yeah uh i, I was right with you there with rashad Bateman. you know i'm a truther that's who my guy is <laughs> well he's one of my guys he's not my guy but i love rashad bateman as much as anybody enough,
0: there. enough stalling let's get to yours what happened with yours
2: well, we, we all know that I missed mine completely again. And I, I'm pretty confident that whatever I call for my bold prediction, Kelvin was on to something where he says you do the complete opposite because I have landed that kiss of death each and every week. I am the anti-Prince Charming. If you're Sleeping Beauty, you want me nowhere near you because you ain't waking up, okay? <laughs> I went with Dak Prescott and Patrick Mahomes. Both would go for 400 yards and... <laughs> Three touchdowns. I don't know what the final stat was, but I'm pretty confident neither one of them was even near 300 yards. I'm pretty confident neither one of them even touched three touchdowns, let alone 400. So, yeah, that's a little bit of egg on my face there. You, might, I guess I was sucking the cranberry sauce a little too hard on that prediction.
4: Yeah, you know, I mean, three touchdowns. I don't even think that got three fantasy points to be honest. So yeah, no, no, it was... I
2: think it was like negative. I think he was a negative <laughs> like... last week. But in, oh. in fairness, in fairness, that call was made before Cooper got COVID and before the concussion kind of stepped into place in the third quarter, which I don't think would have made a difference. Dak was off all game long. And Patrick Mahomes was not that much better. He, he was serviceable, but he wasn't like a world beater out there either. So 19-9, to 9, that was not the game that we were expecting. This reminds me of like when we got all excited last year about the Bills and Chiefs game. And we got nothing out of it. That's basically how this one turned out. Now, that is our hot take review. Let's go into studs and duds for week number 11. Tara, who are your studs? Who are your duds? And again, Tara only watches. Oh, I was looking back on last week. She goes, we'll give her another uh, comment <laughs> towards the Bills games that you watch.
4: No, no. My, my studs of the week. Um, I was a little surprised. I got into the show sheet late, and I thought that you guys would have taken Jonathan Taylor. Um, but I mean, I thought
2: that was pretty much an obvious pick that he was the stud of the week.
4: Yeah, well, I mean, you know, it, it is the stud of the week. You got to go with the obvious ones. Um, So my first obvious one um, was Aaron Rodgers. Um, I mean... what a fantastic game. I thought, uh, you know, with, uh, you know, a lot of people, including myself, predicted that it would be a big game from A.J. Dillon. And instead, um, he only got 11 carries and Aaron Rodgers, 23 of 33, 385 yards and four touchdowns and one to MVS. He might be coming along, um, coming along a little strong as well. So. uh, So, yeah, he was definitely one of my studs of the week. And obviously the other one is Jonathan Taylor. I don't think we need much of an explanation. Uh, we had the insane five touchdown game. I mean, fantasy points galore, uh, just wild, wild. Uh, yeah, that's it. Fantastic. Having him was such a luxury.
2: <laughs> yeah. And then flipping it over to the duds. I, I, I can't wait to hear uh, the responses on this one.
4: Uh, yeah, no, my dud of the week. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I guess I was going kind to of go gloss over that one, because I feel like we've been in a battle of, you know, major backing Ramadre Stevenson, me saying nods, Damian Harris, and turns (laughs) out you're going to censor me on this. Uh, (laughs) It turns out they are now locked into the most horrific committee ever. Um, So yeah, we're all going to get like half kind of numbers. They're both going to total up to hundred yards, but I think moving forward, we're just going to see nothing that is relatively usable from either of them. They are my duds of the week.
0: Please do not listen to her, boys and girls. She has no idea what's going on with Ramondre Stevenson. She
4: has no
0: clue. No. I, think, uh, I
4: think Major is living in a fantasy land where Damian Harris just drips off into the sunset to let Ramondre Stevenson become the RB1 of all times.
0: <laughs> the cream <Wow>. always
4: rises. <laughs>
2: point counterpoint major who are your studs and duds for week number 11
0: my stud i'm going my guy justin herbert the guy passed for 382 yards had 90 rushing yards had three tds the guy was just balling out of control um my dud i gotta go on my guy michael Gallup. he was the only one left standing from the big three and couldn't really turn 10 targets into anything, he only ended up with 44 yards. Um, and I think he's going to be the guy next week, so hopefully he can bounce back. But I was hoping for a lot more from Gallup with him being like the only guy left standing. But, uh, but like uh, Terry was talking about earlier, Dak really didn't do too much as well, so it probably wasn't his fault too much. But yeah, those are my. Does and duds who you got
2: well i'm gonna start off the duds because I, I like to give the old crap sandwich give a little bit of good news bad news good news usually so i'm gonna start with the bad news anyway and it's the dallas cowboys it, it's the, comp, the stack of Dak and cd lamb uh, i mean you combine the two po- there are two statistics in ppr and you've got nine fantasy points Dak had 4.6 cd lamb had 4.4 that's not going to get it done for anybody any given week trust me i had both of them going in one league. Didn't work out so well for me. And you know how petty I am. That's why I'm bringing it up right now. Now, my stud of the week, and I'm going to, I'm just going to show, I've bought right into him right now. I just dropped a video, self promotion there, on Jalen Hurts. And I think he is the quarterback of the Eagles' present and of the future right now. If you look at uh Lamar Jackson and Jalen Hurts, Same amount of game, same time period. The stats are eerily familiar for both of them. And right now, don't – go look. Go fact check. Do what you got to do. Jalen Hurts is the number one fantasy quarterback in all the land. Right now. Absolute fact. He went off. He doesn't need to throw the ball. He just had three touchdowns on the ground again this week. You know what I'm saying? Jalen Hurts is the real deal. And I really believe that he's following – the Eagles are – Get grooming him very similar. I'm not going to say he's going to turn into Lamar Jackson, but they're grooming him very similar than how Jackson was brought up with the Ravens. And I think that's going to pay dividends for the franchise and for Hurts moving forward.
0: And now, 20, for 100 yards a game is not going to cut
2: it. Yeah, but that, that's what Lamar Jackson was doing when he first came in for the first like 15, 16 starts of his career. And Jalen Hurts is doing the same thing. Jalen Hurts threw for 385 one game too. So, you know, Hurts can do it with his legs and his arm and When teams start to uh, take away that run, I I think he's going to attack him with his arm as well. Now, and he's got a really good schedule coming up too, if you're wondering. I think he's got Washington twice and the Giants in his playoff stretch. So wink, wink, nudge, nudge. There's maybe a guy to trade for a little bit later. Um, IDP, Player of the Week. Tara, you went a little off the board here on this one.
4: Yeah, I would have chosen Calvin Oy, um, obviously, uh, but again, I got into the show sheet a little late. You guys picked the good ones, so I went with Robert Quinn, who um is not a flashy fantasy producer but um had a fantastic week uh multiple sacks three and a half sacks uh multiple tackles um totaling up to idp i mean depends on what your scoring settings are but i'm looking at over 30 fantasy points from him so it wasn't uh it wasn't calvin oi level but it was pretty pretty good so um fantastic game for him
2: major who's that player that you took away from Terra again
0: <laughs> uh calvin oi <Oy>, like the <laughs> No one can do it. He can. Is that how, I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, eight tackles, two sacks, interception. Um, and the one thing I kind of, everyone's talking about New England and how they kind of fell off a bit. It's feeling a little like the old New England teams where they're all kind of catching on at the same time. That defense starting to play a little bit better. The quarterback is just doing just enough to get those wins. They might have a nice little push to the playoffs. It feels very familiar.
2: You mean the AFC East leading New England Patriots?
0: Sneaky, like quietly though. Yeah.
2: Yes, seven and four now ahead of the six and four Buffalo Bills. I mean, it's exciting. Um, <laughs> we we talked about it. I think me and uh, Tara we were sharing a little tele uh, telepathy here through the weekend because I think we both sat Kyle Van Noy on our benches and we got to watch those. No, I did. He
1: was I in the starting those... lineup. <laughs> Oh, I she thought I'd seen a tweet out there. You're like,
0: Oh, she, she was like, oh, yeah, we're going to both sit him in, and he played him, and you said him. Wow. Dude. Yeah, it's, she
2: changed her answer. I was looking over her shoulder in class. <laughs> again, Who would have started to start, again. sit? Again, again, she did it again. Wow. But I didn't need Kyle Van Noy because I had Chris Jones rocking in my lineup. Defensive tackle, premium. They've kicked him back inside to his natural position. Puts up three and a half sacks, a forced fumble, or fumble recovery, sorry. A pass defended. Chris Jones, the big man in the middle. Stud of the week for IDP. Now, full disclosure. Hits and misses. Now, the full disclosure here is Major only talks about half of his hits, or else this would be a literally a 20-minute segment each and every week. But you know what? When you're hitting on running backs every week because you are that guru who played junior college football at the running back position, we yeah. could have a whole show dedicated to this each and every week. But luckily, he's cut it down to about half the time. But we're going to start with Tara. Tara, who are your hits and misses for week number 11?
4: Uh, my hits. I feel like someone might have edited this. Um, <laughs> my hits of the week uh, Cam Newton, for sure. Uh, you know, See I, how I he was many times some... on the sheet. You got to say it that way. Cam Newton. Uh, Yeah, he was my hit of the week. He was someone that I thought people needed to grab off of waivers, and if he is left in your league, you better grab him right now. Um, He's got that rushing upside that we love that makes him a QB1. I don't see that changing moving forward. So I mean, if we can get, you know, a decent amount of pass volume out of him again, you know, it's that Jalen Hurts effect that you were talking about, you know, if that pass volume is low, it doesn't really matter if you are the literal goal line back. So yeah, Cam Newton for sure. And then I think the other one that I had was trade for Darnell Mooney. Um, He's someone that I really thought could finish off the back. With the season strong, and uh, yeah, it was a great game for him. Uh, so, yep, uh, that was those were my hits of the week, and then my misses of the week. Yeah, unfortunately, I was off on IDP. Um, I thought that Trayvon Diggs would have a bounce back week, he did not. It was, you know, kind of ho hum, like okay, kind of game. And then Dawson Knox, um, I actually was on the fade Dawson Knox side for a lot of other tight ends, like, um. Like Dan Arnold was one of them that did not work out as well. And Dawson Knox, who I thought was touchdown dependent, turned out to get a ridiculous amount of targets and had a fantastic game. So yeah, I, I missed on Dawson Knox.
0: <laughs> quick, real, real quick question before you go on. Um, so do you think Cam has done enough to take the job away from uh, Darnold for next year?
4: Oh yeah, I thought that before this game. I did not think that we would see Darnold again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it's over, unfortunately, for this year. Now, what happens in the offseason, whether or not he can do, I don't know what he needs to do in terms of just getting himself in the mid. It seems like, like you know, not as much a mechanic issue as much as it's mental. He just is really out there having poor decision making skills. But uh, but yeah, what happens in the offseason? But right now, I don't think we see Darnold again.
2: Give the guy a break. He's seen ghosts, okay? He can't help it. That's just who he is at this point. Uh, I would be hard-pressed to see. I don't know how Carolina can go away from Cam Newton, even though I think they probably should get another quarterback or rookie in there to kind of groom there. I mean, if Carolina lost Cam Newton for another another time, like, see you later, here's your walkie papers. I think there may be a riot in the Carolinas if that would happen. Um, Yeah. Major, what were your hits?
0: So one of my hits is, like, we, everyone know what JT did, Jonathan Taylor. He just absolutely balled. But on the Fantasy Points Extra Points show every Sunday, 1030 a.m. Eastern Time, uh, I spoke about him having a really good game. I went on the over. I think it was, like, 80 yards or something. I can't remember what it was. But I went the over, and he absolutely smashed that with a monster game, 185 yards. 5 TDs, four rushing, one one reception. Um and then another one that was I hit on that was kind of sad was Mr. Peterson. Like I spoke about him being my player trending down and today we hear he got released. Um so that's kind of sad to see like a future Hall of Famer kind of like not know when to hang it up. Um like a drunk punch Boxer who keep going in there. Uh don't know when his time is up. Um so hopefully he can like relax now and just go into retirement and just chill out. But yeah, it was sad seeing him being like not himself. So that I I hit on that, but I didn't like that one at all. Um and then my duds, uh, I mean the one I missed on is uh Deonta Foreman. I thought he was going to take over that backfield, you know, because AP wasn't really doing too good. But in the three games that he's been the guy, he put up 29 yards, 30 yards, and 25 yards the last three weeks. Um, left the door open for AP, and now Hillard is uh kind of took the job almost. So I think he can. Uh, I think he lost his job, and I think this is like his only opportunity as well. So he might be on his way out. So yeah, Deontay Foreman. That was a bad one, but yeah. Who's your hits or mix, Matt?
2: Well, for me, it, it my miss was Jonathan Taylor. I went out there and I said, temper those expectations. The Bills' rush defense was number one in fantasy. After Jonathan Taylor got done with him, they dropped to number six. As far as fantasy defenses go. Now, I didn't say sit Jonathan Taylor. I said just temper those expectations. Obviously, I tempered him a little too much. Now, as far as hits go, I made a comment this is probably more on Jonathan Taylor than it is on the actual Buffalo bills. But I also said, you have to fade Michael Pittman. You just don't start wide receivers against the Buffalo bills. You just don't. And then when, of course, when one guy's going for four touchdowns and one receiving touchdown to make it five, there's probably gonna be very little left on the bone for a wide receiver to get cash in on that. And of course my hit, you can go all the way back to March to find my love for one Darnell Mooney. I was over the moon. For this young buck. And he did not disappoint. And he is treading up. Right now. Each and every week. Tara's talked about trading for him. Everyone's talking about trading for him in the fantasy community. And they're not wrong. So Darnell Mooney. You know I love you. I wrote about you. It's in a magazine. There's, there's proof out there. Now let's move along. To the g- games of the week. And. Tara doesn't have any notes on this, but we know her game of the week involves maybe one of her favorite teams in the league, the Los Angeles Rams.
4: (laughs) Green Bay versus Los Angeles, but that is nothing. My choice to pick it has nothing to do with my fandom for Green Bay. Um, (laughs) Before I actually start talking about this game, I realized that none of us had our stud of the week as Austin Eckler, and that is not right because it was a fantastic week for him. And he is also a friend of the fantasy community. So I feel like we have to have Austin Eckler as one of our fantasy (laughs) studs of the week. Because he could be like some of those other players who are like, I hate fantasy football, but he's not. He's like a friend of us. So Austin Eckler for a touchdown day, slightly, just slightly overshadowed by Jonathan Taylor. But I mean, fantastic. I mean, if you, there were people out there that had Austin Eckler and Jonathan Taylor. And we're carried to victory. Um, So, yeah, it was fantastic, fantastic performance from Austin Eggler. Now, moving on to my game of the week, Green Bay. Uh... Green Bay versus the Rams. I promise I'm going to get through this without coughing. Um, But again, you know, my starts of the week. uh, It's very interesting because the Rams defense is known for being one of its strengths, but they've been coming undone a little bit recently. They gave up 31 points to San Francisco, but I do think that was an anomaly. I do think that their their run run defense, that's really their strength, is going to get back on track. And (laughs) as a result, I think that Green Bay will be heavily attacking through the air. So obviously, you know, one of my big starts of the week is going to be Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams. I think they're going to have a fantastic connection. Um, I am starting AJ Dillon because he is literally the only running back. Aaron Jones is probably going to be sitting (coughs) through the Packers by week. So from that perspective, again, I am starting A.J. Dillon, not because I think he's going to see a ton of work on the ground, but he's got that upside with a solid amount of targets. He had six last week. He's catching all of them. So, I mean, he's going to be fine from a PPR perspective. Not fantastic, but someone you do still want to start. Um, And then when you look on the other end and you look at the Green Bay defense, they have been coming on pretty strong, even though Jair Alexander has been out. Their pass defense has been um, really improving recently. They are now 12th in DVOA against the pass, and they're still struggling against the run. So I think it'll kind of be the reverse script for the Rams. <laughs> I think the Rams will be trying to aggressively lean on the run game. I think Daryl Henderson is someone that obviously has been struggling recently as the Rams offense as a whole has been struggling recently, but I think Henderson's going to turn it around that said, um, obviously I'm starting Henderson, but you do still clearly want to start Stafford and cup. Those are two people that you never, ever want to sit in any situation. So I'm still starting them regardless, even though green Bay has been strong through the air Um, who I'm fading in this game. I'm fading Odell. (laughs) Unfortunately, I do think he's going to be more involved, but I'm fading Odell. I'm fading Jefferson and I'm fading Higby again because I think the connection there is going to be (laughs) Stafford and Cup in that they're going to be heavily relying on Henderson. My sneaky start of the week. uh, I kind of think I mentioned him just a tiny little bit when I talked about Aaron Rodgers, but in VS, I really did not think that I would be recommending Marquez Valdez Scantling at any point during the season, but. With Aaron Jones out, I think they're heavily relying on that pass game. And Alan Lazard out, they're going to be relying on MBS, who had a fantastic game, four receptions, 10 targets, 123 yards, one touchdown last week. So again, I think he's someone that in a pinch, you can put him into your flex and start him. I think he's going to have a sneaky good performance against this Rams defense. And that is it for my game of the week. (laughs) Am
2: I am I wrong to even think about fading Matt Stafford here? Because I have a feeling he's going to try and force-feed Odell Beckham Jr. again, or else he's going to end up on his daddy's hit list of video breakdowns. Um, I mean, I just don't trust it. Luckily, I've got some better options out there in a lot of my leagues than Matt Stafford because I drafted Matt Stafford as probably, you know, a late QB1 Early QB, two, So you should have some good options out there. But you know what? He was so good until Odell Beckham and came. And, you know, I got so many jokes right now, but I'm going to refrain from them. And I'm going to head over to the game of the week for Major. What do you got?
0: Yeah, before I go, I don't think I don't think Stafford's going to do that again. I think they were trying to show, like, oh, hey, we got this new thing. Let's welcome him into the system type of thing. But I think they're going to get back to what they do best and spread the ball to whoever's open. Go ahead, Trev.
4: Well, yeah, I will say like um, the whole Stafford thing, he was bad the game before. I don't think it has. I feel like I defend Odell more than anybody should, but uh, <laughs> it wasn't Odell. He barely played any snaps. He literally had three targets. So I don't think that was anything to do with them trying to force him the ball. Stafford was just off woefully that game and the one before, but I think he's really going to turn it around. So yeah, I'm still starting him. Um, But yeah, I, 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 hopefully there's no issue with Odell. I think it was just a weird situation.
0: Yeah, so I, I chose Minnesota versus the 49ers. Um, my players, you want to start, always give one from each team. I'm going to go with Dalvin Cook. He He's having a like a quiet season. Um, he hasn't really scored that much. I think he only has like four touchdowns the whole season. Um, yeah, he only has four touchdowns the whole season. Um, last two games, he hasn't even touched 100 yards. But I think, you know, the 49ers defense is actually pretty good. So I think, you know, it's going to be a tough day for him. But I think he's going to be, uh, I don't know, the bright star. I think the 49ers are going to focus on that passing game. So it's going to open up some lanes for for Mr. Cook to do what he got to do. And then, like, with the Niners, you have to go with Debo. Debo is just, like, the man. I, I don't think people talk about him enough. The guy is running the ball like a running back he's not just doing like the, the sweeps he's actually in the backfield taking snaps he's catching bombs he's catching short ones taking it to the house the guy can just do any and everything um really really having a breakout season that no one's talking about right now um and the 49ers look like they're back on track since Kittle came back uh it looks like everything is clicking from defense the offensive line the quarterback like kiddo was like that litch pin to hold everything together um the player I'm fading is Kirk Cousins because every time I try to show Kirk Cousins some love he always always every single time he lets me down every single time so I'm just going to go on a limb and just <laughs> say that I am not rocking with Cousins at all and watch him throw for like 4,000 yards in one game so um That's just a love-hate thing I have with Cousins. But um, my players that... uh, What is this one? Players... Oh, the sneaky plays. I like KJ Osborne. I know Tara spoke about him a long time ago. He kind of broke out, but kind of been quiet since then. Um, I think this would be a good chance for him to try to get back on track. Um, And then Brandon Ayuk, another one that we talk about almost like every week. He finally came through with, like, a solid game. Uh, I'll talk about it a little bit later, but it seems like he's back on track. Uh, I don't know if it's that much of a secret still, but uh, he hasn't done it consistently, Consistently, so I think it's going to be, I don't know, I think it's still quiet because he's not consistent yet. So I think once he puts up a couple, like, 80-yard game, 100-yard game, a couple touchdowns, I, I think he'll be all right.
2: Yeah, I think he's currently riding three consecutive uh, double-digit fantasy uh, producing weeks here now. So his name should be on a lot of people's radars. Uh, So for me, I'm going to talk about Tampa Bay and Indiana. In Indianapolis, man, I don't know why I got Indiana in my head. Indianapolis here. I'm going to make a bold prediction right now. Jonathan Taylor will not have five touchdowns this week. That's my bold prediction.
4: (laughs) We know, you know he's I, capable
2: of it, but.
4: Sorry, I was just going to say, you know watch him have five touchdowns. Just yeah, no, that's exactly what's that. going to happen. That's
2: exactly what will happen. He'll but take no, take I'm looking forward to this game because we've, we've seen the Colts. They're starting to get on track. They're becoming Super Bowl contenders. You know what, to be the champ, you got to beat the champ, and here's Tom Brady and the Buccaneers standing right there. You want a shot at the title? Here it is. Here's your first shot at it. And I want to see how the Colts are ready for this. If they're ready to step up for that challenge, are they really contenders right now? We don't know. So that's one of the things I'm watching. They can run the ball. They can play some defense. Tampa Bay has got some good linebackers, uh, Levante David, Devin white. They can play catch and they can catch up to any kind of guy out there. So, you know, that's going to be a good matchup to watch those interior linebackers versus Jonathan Taylor, how that's going to play out. Um, I think it's going to be a good game. Uh, Carson Wentz, he's got Michael Pittman. He's going to be able to play. I think T.Y. T.Y. Hilton could be a sneaky play here in this game because that's just my gut call. I just have a feeling this could be a T.Y. Hilton type game. 2.3 fantasy points last week. We haven't talked about T.Y. Hilton all season long. Right. And I just have a feeling this could be one of those games that nobody's talking about him. There's your sneaky play. There's your value here. Um mike evans chris godwin both of them 19 fantasy points last week one had 19.3 i think mike evans was 20.3 or something like that so i think they both could have 20 fantasy points in this game as well because we know indianapolis their pass defense is not the greatest tom brady he may have something to prove if the colts think they're uh the bullies on the block type thing and for me leonard fournette is a fade and It's because the Colts now have the number one run defense against fantasy running backs this week. So if I have some better options out there, I'm definitely going to move away and pivot from Leonard Fournette and see what kind of other options I have out there. So that's kind of my quick little breakdown of that game. Those are your games of the week. Uh, We're going to be talking about the waiver wire here in just a second. So before we hit that waiver wire, before we get Spitz Picks in here right now, let's talk about the players that are trending up and trending down for us Tara who's trending up for you
4: trending up for me would be uh Darnell Mooney we we talked about him earlier um uh as a, someone that I wanted to trade for uh you know he's just kind of been steadily going on the rise and I think that really what pushes him over the edge right now is the fact that Alan Robinson is out um he's not practicing um it looks like he potentially might not play again so if he's not playing and you know Mooney was already the target leader you know it just rise makes him rise up so much. So I, I really love Mooney. Really love the direction he's heading.
2: Major, who you got trending up or trending down this week?
0: Uh, I'm going trending up. I, I like what, what Brandon Ayuk is actually doing, how the Niners are incorporating him back into the offense like he's finally out of the doghouse. Um, and with Debo doing what he's doing all over the field is leaving him with the single coverage, and he's taking advantage of that. And I think it's only going up from here for him. I think he's back on track. So if you can grab him now, wherever you can, uh, maybe a little too late, but see if you can sneak one in there.
2: Yeah, I'm going to give you another guy who's been trending up, but oh man, I have a bad feeling that he's going to be trending down pretty soon again. And I'm going to go trending up, Elijah Moore, New York Jets wide receiver one. He has now posted. The fifth highest scoring anything in the last three weeks. He's averaging 23.5 fantasy points per contest right now. And why I'm saying he could be trending down? Well, it appears as though Zach Wilson is ready to make a return this week, which is not good for anybody with fantasy <laughs> football. Well, let's be honest here right now. When was the last time we got hyped for Zach Wilson? <laughs>
0: That's so mean, dude. We just watched what Elijah was. He was able to preseason.
2: He balled out with Mike White. He balled out with Joe Flacco. He balled out with Josh Johnson. And now we get Zach Wilson, who's supposed to be this big time player when it comes to the Jets and the future. And they have not been on the same page. I hope that maybe Moore has got everything going, but now. Zach Wilson needs to get on the same page. I think we could see him trending down for another couple of weeks, which is not good. I I don't like it. Um, I want Josh Johnson to come back in. I really do. We know Mike White. He's got COVID. We know Joe Flacco. He was a close contact. So both of them are off the table. So our only hope to save us is Josh Johnson this week. If you're an Elijah Moore fan. I said it. I'll say it again. But right now I'm going to say let's hit the waiver wire. With
1: Mellow
2: and the
3: Spitz Pigs, a.k.a. FF dependency in the house, Mellow, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, fellas. Lady, um, happy Thanksgiving! Hope everybody's getting ready. So, I, I am, I, I see you've, you're, you're
2: getting ready right now. You're on the treadmill again this week, by the looks of it, <laughs> delivering those Spitz picks to us.
3: Make it maybe you know, making a little bit of room for a little bit of extra turkey here in a couple. I'm making I'm making the room for the turkey. I'm making the room for the turkey, but I want to start this off by reminding you. Oh, you like you like this? I got a little something, I got a little something, Major. <laughs> Remind you
1: stay
3: away from the fantasy turkeys. Um, like I said, this is all about trust factor at this time of the season. Last week. I told you to stay away from two people, especially Brian Edwards, got you a donut. Marcus Johnson, got you a donut. Do not trust these people. In that same game that Marcus Johnson gave you a donut, we had the re-emergence of the one Nick Westbrook Ikeni. Now, he isn't somebody that I'm really going to recommend, but if you are desperate, if you have like Tyreek Hill or somebody on the bye week, and you really, if you have AJ Brown, and you really need to get somebody in there, look like Westbrook's a guy that you could probably go out and play. Tara, Tara, Cam Newton is that dude. He's still available. He's still available like on 25% of Yahoo and ESPN leagues. Folks, get this guy. Like I mentioned, he's going to be a top 10 quarterback. Last week, he's going to be a top 10 quarterback for the rest of the season and he plays the Dolphins this week, a sneaky, sneaky pickup. If you have somebody like Kyler Murray and you missed out on Cam Newton, if you have Patrick Mahomes and you missed out on Cam Newton, Jimmy Garoppolo has been on the road these last few weeks. Three weeks in a row, the man has thrown for two touchdowns per game. And as you guys mentioned, Debo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk, this 49er offense is clicking on all cylinders right now. The 49ers are making a playoff push. Don't forget about George Kittle either. George Kittle's catching those touchdowns. Jimmy Garoppolo is not going to put up 300 yards every week, but he is efficient. He knows that he has Trey Lance on his ass, and he does not want to lose his job. He's out there auditioning for another job next season, possibly. If Jimmy Garoppolo's out there, go ahead and grab you Jimmy Garoppolo. Wire receiver, people- right? Sorry, sorry.
2: Some people some people say that I look like a more rugged Jimmy Garoppolo. It's <laughs> also <laughs>
3: Hey Jimmy G got nothing on you, Matt. Got nothing on you. Um, Matt, you just mentioned Elijah Moore, man. Um, I don't know what Zach Wilson's gonna do, but there comes a point in fantasy football where you really just have to believe in the talent of a player. Zach Wilson sitting on the side and seeing Elijah Moore get his with all these other quarterbacks throwing it. So what does it say about Zach Wilson? If everybody else from Joey Flacco to Mike White and Johnson is throwing touchdowns to Elijah Moore, but you can't throw a touchdown to Elijah Moore. I think Elijah Moore is still a great pickup this week, and they're playing against the Texans. So he's really going to try to get his. Sneaky, sneaky pick at wide receiver, Kadarius Toney. Jason Garrett was just fired today. Freddie Kitchens will be calling plays. For the New York Giants, here on out for the rest of the season, they really want to get the ball to Kadarius Toney, and I think this is the week that he really pops off. So if Kadarius Tony's out there, go ahead and grab him. At tight end, I have one play who everybody has been telling me, like, no, stay away from this guy. Same team, Evan Ingram. Now, if you look back at what Freddie Kitchens did in Cleveland, he loved going to those tight ends. Evan Ingram will make an emergence this week playing against the Philadelphia Eagles, who is absolutely the worst defense in the NFL versus tight ends. If the Giants are going to make a move, if Daniel Jones is really going to prove to everybody that he's not a poop, but he will be being Kadarius Toney and Evan Ingram. The defensive play this week, obviously, is a Chicago Bears. Like, I don't care if whoever this guy is, um, Tim Boyles, or even if Jared Goff comes back this week to play on Thanksgiving, Chicago Bears are going to stuff this whole entire team. Nobody from Detroit Lions is going to do anything except for DeAndre Swift. So get your Chicago Bears defense. They'll probably get you a couple touchdowns and help you win the week. Spitz Picks. You know what? I'm going to respectfully disagree
2: with the Evan Ingram selection because that's what I do. I am anti-Evan Ingram. It's just, it's, it's not you, it's me. It really is when it comes to Evan Ingram. But I did my starts and sits, and basically I said, I'm not even going to say Evan Ingram, although <laughs> the Eagles have allowed, and just to your point here, have allowed nine touchdowns a season to tight ends and 811 yards in the receiving game to the tight end position. It is a great matchup that only Evan Ingram could screw up.
3: OK, that's basically where I'm gonna leave like this like I'm on, hey, Vibers, that, this I'm, on, I'm on a streak I'm on a streak here like every tight end I've called since I've been on the show has been hidden at some point so take it take it for what you want to take it for I'm just saying I'm not a big Evan Ingram fan at all but I think this is the week Evan Ingram does something.
0: I was about to say shout out to you for using the old slang, the, the poop butt. That that got a good little laugh out of me. <laughs> you, you gotta stop stepping on my toes, bro. I got some of these players in the thing you're talking about. You gotta relax. I,
3: I kept my list short this week, Major. I kept my list short. All right, you keep stepping on my toes. I don't like that. <laughs> well, elaborate on them, man. Elaborate on them. There it is. Yes. Good job, yeah. man. <laughs> Thank you, fellas. Have a happy Thanksgiving. I'm gonna get this exercise yeah. on in a second. <laughs> All right, hey,
2: we'll see you next week with some more of those spitz picks because they've been straight fire here the last few weeks. You've been hitting my whole shoulders. You,
0: appreciate
2: right. you. Look at Matt saying straight fire. Congrats, man. You can get one. Of I am. I am. As the kids say, I
4: am
0: lit. I'm gonna. I'm <laughs> lit <up here> today. <laughs> <laughs> Matt's gonna be doing TikTok dances later. Like. Uh.
4: Quick question, uh, Matt. Um, uh, when Evan Ingram came up, did you did you go fact-checking? I, no, seen actually,
0: I did see that, Tara. i seen it. Because those, those
4: stats seemed a little well, uh,
0: researched
2: for us. So I did my starts and sits video that actually literally dropped right before we started the Vipercast episode 102, powered by Fantasy Points Media Group. Head over to Fantasy yeah. Points. Like <laughs> and get 10% off that subscription today. I just did that. So I had all those numbers right here, ready to roll.
4: Nice. Okay. Mm-hmm. Very convenient. Anyway, Tara,
2: who is that waiver wire that you're picking up? And I am going to argue with you on this one as well. Uh-oh.
4: Man, you're in an arguing mood. <laughs> my, oh, yeah, my, waiver thankful wire. For. <laughs> my waiver wire pickup this week is, uh, it's Cedric Wilson. He is a one week, rental um. You know, Michael Gallup came back last week, and we saw Cedric Wilson go from decent utilization to literally one snap. Um, He disappeared, but that was expected. I mean, Dallas has a ton of talent, and there was just really no place for Cedric Wilson to even remotely fit in. Um, But I think, you know, with Amari Cooper being out, with Ceedee Lamb being out, obviously that makes Michael Gallup the number one wide receiver. Someone else has to catch the ball. Dalton Schultz will be involved, but I think it presents the opportunity for Cedric Wilson to come in and be a respectable fantasy ad. We've seen him, you know, we've seen him be someone that can get in um, zone targets. We've seen him make explosive plays. We've seen him be, you know, he's, he's a talented a little bit of a dynamic player. So I think when he gets in there, Gets the opportunities and gets the targets, he's able to create something with them. So, this is not someone that I am grabbing from a long term perspective. I would be looking more towards like guys like Elijah Mitchell that were mentioned. um, Van Jefferson's more of a long term situation. uh, You know, Darnell Mooney, but Cedric Wilson is someone that if you need a low budget guy, you can plug in right now. You can go get him.
2: Okay. Okay. I can I see Bello. He's kind of, he's in the background there. Cause he knows where I'm going. Who, who are the Dallas Cowboys and Cedric Wilson playing this week?
4: <laughs> Look, I mean, the thing is, is I, I agree. It's going to be, I, 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 I think I did speak about this. So I did say that like, or maybe I didn't, maybe I spoke about well, you, it in my head. You
2: literally said <laughs> it's a one week rental fire him up against the Raiders is basically what you said. Now, would you fire him <laughs> up against the Buffalo bills?
4: I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, you have to. No, I'm not. I'm not going to be argued out of this. I do think I agree with you that it's going to be a heavy um, game for Zeke. Uh, you know, I, I yo, know, oh, I see. Never mind. I know why. Sorry, I didn't talk about this. I'm going to talk about this. <laughs>
0: Shaky, that was shaky.
4: <laughs> but do we honestly think that Dak is going to get out there and not throw the ball, and that it will exclusively go to Michael Gallup? Is Michael Gallup getting twenty targets? Like, like realistically, no. But you could. Dalton no, I, might. Uh, no, Dalton Schultz won't <laughs> get twenty <laughs> targets. When has Dalton Schultz got twenty targets? Realistically, you could sit there and say, okay, look at that. Um, you know, the Raiders—they shut down you know, Jamar or Jamar Chase, uh, T Higgins, Tyler Boyd. Yeah. In theory, but they still got targets. They still were usable. I know that because I started chase. It was, it wasn't fantastic, but it was still usable. So they are going to pass the ball. There are going to be people catching the ball. Cedric Wilson is in fact a one week rental. I will stand by that. I'm not going to come off of that.
2: Well, luckily I get last words. So point counterpoint. To the success of Dalton Schultz, he had eight targets last week. He, he's going to pop off. Uh, we just see what Melo says there. We both, as Raiders fans, we know exactly how this is going to play out this week. He literally will have 20 targets. That's how it's going to play out. Listen, the Raiders have allowed 63 receptions. 60, listen, I got facts here. I got facts. <laughs> the Raiders have allowed 63 receptions to the tight end position. They've only allowed 123 receptions to a wide receiver position. Two things are important for wide receivers to score fantasy points. Catching the ball, which Cedric Wilson can't do, and yards, which the Raiders have limited all season, allowing the second fewest yards this season at 1,277. Why do I know this? Because I did my Turkey Day preview show, Dropping Tomorrow. Man, I'm doing a lot of self-promoting today.
0: Like twice in a row, mm-hmm.
2: I know, I know. I'll, I just I'll fact don't,
4: check this, but I feel like the Raiders fantasy points allowed to tight ends was tilted by the first several games of the season. But I I, I, I feel like that based off memory, but I'll, yeah. I'll check. When we say first
2: several games, that usually means first 10 games of the season. That's that's pretty much what that means. <laughs> the whole season, the, right? Yeah, yeah it, it's pretty much the whole season. Listen, the Raiders have allowed one 100-yard receiver all season. That was Deontay Johnson back in week two. Them's the facts. I just don't like it for Michael Gallup. I don't like it for Cedric Wilson. Even if Cooper or CeeDee Lamb were playing, I'd probably fade them in this matchup just because of what the Raiders have done. And they're a little bit, teams have been exploiting them with the running back, Joe Mixon, last week. Ezekiel, probably this week. Tony Pollard, sneaky guy out of the backfield. I do not like that matchup for the Raiders either. So um, anyway, we're taking up on Major's time. Major, you got 30 seconds.
0: <laughs> I'm going, and it's again, deep leagues. You guys, sixteen, team and up, and you need help. Dontrell Hiller, uh, Hiller. He, someone has to run the ball in Tennessee. It's a running offense. Like someone is going to have to, like they're going to force somebody to run a the ball. There's, it's not a passing offense. But he came straight off the practice squad last week. Uh, with total eighty-two yards, did a lot of damage and uh, through the air receiving a ball. Uh, earned himself a contract today. Um, I think he was up off the practice squad, like on a one day or two day to actually sign for the rest of the season now. So congrats to him on that. Um, I love to hear those type of stories. The guys just chilling on a practice squad, making minimum wage. And now he's making a little money to help his family out. So I like that story. Um, but that's pretty much it. Short and simple. Who you got, Matt?
2: Uh, I would have gone Evan Ingram here, but I have very strong feelings about Evan Ingram. So I just felt dirty even talking about him. But I'm going to go a little bit deeper in the, the tight end position. You know Travis Kelsey, he's out this week. You know Zach Ertz is out this week. You're probably scouring the waiver wire, trying to find a streaming tight end. Well, one of those guys that I'm looking at at streaming is Austin Hooper of the Cleveland Browns. He has at least five targets in three of the last four games. You know he's starting to get targeted there. And tight end position, it's a desperate position. That's why Evan Ingram is actually plausible each, this week as well. That said, I won't go to the Avid Ingram route. I can see why lots of people would. I'm not going to argue that. That matchup's great. But Austin Hooper, I think Austin Hooper's going to have a big week, too. He had his most receptions of the season, four. Most targets, seven. Most receiving yards, 53, all last week. He's trending upwards for me. I think if you're looking for that streaming tight end to replace Zach Ertz or Travis Kelsey, you could do worse than Austin Hooper. Now... That is kind of our breakdown of the waiver wire. Again, thanks to Mello. He jumped in here. Give us those Spitz picks as far as the waiver wire. You've heard a few of ours. Now we're going IDPing. Who's a must-start? Major. We're gonna start with you this time because I like your pick. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I did it for you. This is your Thanksgiving present. That's the thing. I don't know what I'm not a holiday person. But Denzel, not Washington, but Perryman. The guy is. Why? I didn't even know who he really was, but he's ranked second right now in tackles with 114 tackles. He's like tackling everybody everywhere. So, congrats to that guy. And uh, yeah, that's for you, Matt.
2: Well, I would hope you'd throw him in there because I did have him on our show just in our episode 100 saying he was my defensive MVP for fantasy I didn't pay football. I
0: attention to that. I didn't pay attention. Yeah, to that. I know. I know.
2: <laughs> so, over to you, Tara.
4: Uh, you know, for me, it's going to be Josh Allen when I look at the fact that they're facing Atlanta, a team that hasn't particularly done anything. Um,
0: you guys do play
4: defense. <laughs> very funny. <laughs> the other Josh Allen, <laughs> the uh, the other Josh Allen that did very well against the other Josh Allen. Um, Josh Allen on Josh Allen crime. I do think that he will have a nice game. Um, He saw double digit tackles last week, uh, which was a season high for him. I don't know if he'll reach that again, but I am predicting that it'll be a solid game of lots of sacks on that sad Atlanta team. So unfortunately I think Matt Ryan, who um, has been looking a little shell shocked recently is going to be seeing the ground a lot, courtesy of Josh Allen this week. So he is my uh, must start uh, defensive player of the week.
2: And maybe, maybe call it lazy analysis or whatever you want to call it. But I'm sticking with Eric Kendricks again this week because he's the fifth highest scoring IDP guy. I still don't think we're talking about him nearly enough in football. Fantasy football, NFL, whatever it may be, Eric Kendricks' name does not come up nearly enough when talking about the best linebackers in the National Football League. Fifth highest scorer over the last three weeks. Book it. He's my guy. Now we like to get a little DFS or whatever you want to call it. Maybe it's not even DFS. We just like to throw two names out there together. We like to stack them up, stacks upon stacks. Tara, who is your, your stack of the week?
4: You know, I, I'm going to go back to what, what what worked well last week, uh, Tua and Waddle. Again, I think that they're going to have a nice little matchup this week. Uh, I think, you know, when you look at Tua, you look at the games that he is actually – um, started and completely played. He's been he's been very usable. He's been a you know a back end QB one. So I think when Waddle or I think when Tua is getting those great matchups, um, obviously he's looking to Waddle, who's getting peppered with targets. So that connection right there is just perfect for me. They're a very cost effective snap. So I I love Tua and Waddle this week.
2: Major, where are we heading for you on this one?
0: I'm going really unconventional. I'm going Heineke to McLaurin versus seattle and it's solely because seattle secondary is horrendous they don't stop anything but they're giving up 280 yards per game heineke is a little bit better than serviceable and McLaurin is just a stud so i i think they're going to connect to uh make this work and it's going to be really cheap for you in the, in the DFS.
2: Now, I I thought about going big or going home here. Um, The Indianapolis Colts have given up 17 touchdowns to wide receivers this year. So I was thinking, you know, Mike Evans, Tom Brady, great stack combination there. We know when it comes to the end zone, that's who he's looking for. But I thought, you know what, Chris Godwin, he might play a little factor into this. So I was like, okay, I want a team that can't stop the pass. I can't stop teams from scoring. So I was like, the Miami Dolphins, they have given up the second most touchdowns this year. 14 to receivers, and they've given up 2,107 yards to the wide receiver position. Fire up Cam Newton. Fire up DJ Moore. Huge week for both of them come this week. Not only do you get that combination where Cam Newton's going to hook up with DJ Moore in the end zone, but Cam Newton's going to run a couple in himself this week. So that is my stack of the week. Give me them points in Carolina, Teal.
0: Just the way you said it, you get a horn. That was exciting.
2: Yeah, I get pretty excited sometimes. (laughs) But now, we go from pure excitement and pure joy to tempering our expectations. Tara, who (laughs) is that player that you're not quite sold on this week?
4: Um, I sincerely hope that Bob is not in the chat. Um, The player that I am tempering my expectations on is Kyle Pitts. Mm -hmm. Um, Unfortunately, yeah, you know, and it's not a bad matchup. I mean, Jacksonville (coughs) has been pretty good against the run, um, oddly enough, and um, very vulnerable against the pass. We saw it last week. But, you know, unfortunately, I, I don't know if that's going to matter a whole lot when it comes to Atlanta. They have just been a complete mess, unfortunately, when, you know, it comes to how they've been since Calvin Ridley has been out. They've just lost their identity. Um, they've lost their ability to throw the ball, really. And defenses are able to really hone in and say, I'm stopping Kyle Pitts and, you know, Russell Gage and <laughs> Olamide Zacchaeus, Zacchaeus. Y'all can beat us. <laughs> so unfortunately, I, you know, not to his fault. Kyle Pitts is highly talented. I love him. I would probably still start him because it's Kyle Pitts, but temper your expectations. I don't think it's going to to be the explosion that you might expect against Jacksonville
2: I like that I uh, you know would it, be, it would not surprise me and again hopefully may, uh Bob's not paying attention here um it would not surprise what would, what would your reaction be if Pat Fryermuth ended up being the top scoring tight end when the season's said and done
4: um I will uh the top scoring rookie tight end Top, top scoring rookie. Yeah, yeah. T- yeah, no, I wouldn't be surprised at all. Um, I think he's, as long as Ben is playing and, you know, if we can keep Ben just healthy enough, kind of, sort of, that connection is fantastic. Um, I mean, I think at that point, you know, when they get into the red zone, they're really, he's really looking for Pat Fryermuth. So I, I would agree with you. It's very possible that Firemouth finishes off the season very strong and outscores Pitts.
0: Yeah, I, I feel the same way only because uh, Big Ben's that, the arm's starting to look more and more like a noodle each week. He, you know, each and every week is starting to get worse. And I think he's going to rely on the running backs and tight ends a lot throughout the rest of the season.
2: And then, Major, over to you here. Who is that player that you're tempering your expectations on?
0: I'm going to go with Nick Chubb, and it's not even his fault. I think it's more so Baker's fault. I, I don't think the NFL really respects Baker like that. And if I'm Baltimore, they have, like, the second-ranked uh, – running game only giving up 87 yards a game um they're gonna make they're gonna force uh baker to actually like win the game or try to do something i don't and i don't think he's one he's too beat up i don't know if i think he's maybe a little bit overrated but um and a secondary for the ravens is not that good so i mean if i'm a game plan for the browns i want to throw the ball and if i'm the Ravens, I kind of want them to throw the ball. uh, And then hopefully my, you know, secondary can get it together. But I think they have to stop Chubb if they're going to win this game.
2: Now, I want to pose a question to both of you here. If there was a wide receiver out there who has only had two 100 yard receiving games this season through 11 weeks, obviously he's missed one game due to an injury, but Two games, 100 weeks. Would you feel comfortable starting them?
0: No. What if I told you that
2: player has now failed to reach double-digit fantasy points in three straight games? Uh, No. What if I told you that same player has not recorded 50 yards receiving in any of the last three games? No. No. Now, what if I told you he had a, a chest injury that came back negative, but he's going under more tests and he's questionable for this week? Get him out the league. Get him out. A.J. Brown, <gasps> You heard Major talk about it. A.J. Brown, me. temper those expectations. He is nowhere near my lineup this week. There's too many variables that I do not like. Melo talked about it a little bit earlier. He was throwing Westbrook, Akeen out there and all these other names off the waiver wire. AJ Brown has not been effective for the last three weeks. And with that injury to the chest ribs, whatever we're looking at, I I've got red flags all over this. I'm tempering the expectations to even not starting him this week. Tara, I know you're biting your tongue. Let me have it.
4: No, it's just tough. It's tough to accept because I love AJ Brown and I want him to be AJ Brown, but unfortunately, yeah, no, but if he's, if he's playing, I'm still starting him because it's AJ Brown, but, but yeah, I, I, yeah. Uh, those stats aren't
2: pretty it's been rough yeah it is it's it's tough he's only got two 100 yard receiving games i had to double check the facts on that when i was doing my starts and sits and yes aj brown is a sit for me this week um now players to trade for or trade away we're getting to the trade deadlines we're trying to make those playoff pushes we want to get you into the playoffs tara who is that player for you right now who
4: are you trading or trading away uh that player for me is Mark Ingram uh and and the reasoning for this is is that I don't trust the Saints um I'm, I'm getting to the point where the lack of injury information that they give to us is making me not want to literally draft a single Saint next year, just because it's incredibly frustrating. I would like some kind of timeline on Alvin Kamara. I don't think we're getting that. And at this point, we re- we realistically have no idea when this man is coming back and how severe the injury actually is because they're being very hush about it. Um. So yeah, I, I would trade for Mark Ingram um, because one, he's probably not going to be incredibly expensive. And two, I think it's a good insurance policy in the event that Kamara doesn't actually finish out the fantasy season. Yeah. I hate to say that, but it. yeah.
2: So when the saints come marching in, Tara goes marching out. Now yeah. we want to get a question from the viewers here, a little IDP action here coming from mellow 706. You may know him as spitz picks, spitz game, <laughs> FF dependency, whatever that may be. IDP what question. What do you think of Jonathan Greenyard against the jets? <laughs> Zach Wilson gets sacked at a very high rate. Major. I'm (laughs)
0: I'm in with it. Like, if, yeah, just, and it's not because anyone you put in front of that line has a really good chance of getting multiple sacks. So I'm just going to lean on the side of yes, just because that offensive line is
4: trash.
2: And what's our queen of IDP say about all this?
4: I would say yes. Um, I think that's a good idea. I will say that I am I am more um defensive of Zach Wilson than you are, just because, you know, I think that what we saw with Zach Wilson at the early portion of the season when the Jets as a whole were still trying to figure out themselves, do coaching staff, new systems. So I think the team as a whole has just been progressing more as the season has gone on. So I think that's why you've seen guys like Mike, Mike White, Joe Flacco, Josh Johnson step in and have more success with. Um, with Elijah Moore. Uh, So I I just kind of wanted to defend that a little bit. I'm not fading Elijah Moore. I don't think that Zach Wilson will be able to – will struggle to hit him. And I realize I've gone very off track, but I meant to say this earlier, and I didn't get a chance to some defending Zach Wilson, just a tiny bit, just a little
0: little tiny bit.
2: Yeah. All right. Now, Major, let's get back on track. Who are you trading for or away?
0: I was going to trade for Cam Newton, but I think we said his name like way too many times. (laughs) I'm going to give a little love to my guy, Tim Patrick. Like, go grab Tim Patrick. Like, he's the wide receiver one in Denver. Like, let's just call it what it is. All those fancy, bigger names. But who's there every week, in, week, out? It's Tim Patrick. He's the most consistent player on that whole team. And they just rewarded him with a new contract. thirty $30 million for three years. Congrats to him on that. He gets that. I love when players get paid. That's, that's my thing. I Don't worry. Him. It
2: wasn't frozen like that. I was just permanently giving you that. I thought you were frozen. Did Corlin Sutton just not get even a bigger contract like the day after?
0: He did because he has a bigger name, but Tim Patrick is like the, the glue to that offense for the last three All years. Right.
2: Well, you take your Tim Patrick, and you you let me know how that works out for you on your march to the championship. To win a ship, you got to get to the championship. And I'm going with James Robinson. He is my guy to trade for Listen, you want to get to the finals? There's no easier way than to go through the running defenses of the Houston Texans and the New York Jets in weeks 15 and 16. James Robinson is a guy you need to trade for right now. He's going to get you to that championship this year in 2021. You're going to want him. He's going to get you there, guaranteed. Now I've almost made I see, I may have upset Major there and hurt his feelings there. On is Tim Patrick there,
4: Major? I'm on a, Major. I'm while I'm a jerry duty, um, truther ish, uh, I'm on your side, Major. I think that Tim Patrick is, um, is a fine ad and someone that you do want to roster. So, yes, I am on the trade for Tim Patrick's side. I don't know what that's talking about. He's a. Uh, I don't know, a little I mean, blinded by that what? Cortland Sutton money. Yeah. Not the actual I mean, performance.
2: I mean, yeah, you know what? If Jerry Judy or uh, Corland Sutton's out of the lineup, yeah, Tim Patrick's a great <laughs> pickup there. Uh, players who are under the radar, the which lineup. is... That's
0: the problem. They're always out the lineup. That's, that's why...
2: <laughs> You're not wrong. It's it, That's not wrong. <laughs> they both missed significant time this season. Um, who is that under-the-radar player, Tara, for you that you need to start this week?
4: Uh, you know, for me, it's DeAndre Carter. Uh Major talked about uh about Heineke and Terry McLaurin, and that's a fantastic connection. I love that connection. But the guy that has stepped in as that secondary option has turned out to be DeAndre Carter. We didn't expect it, but it's happening. Three weeks in a row, he's had a touchdown. So, you know, he's someone that I think we need to start getting comfortable with. Um, feeling like we can put him in as a sneaky little start, a sneaky little low-in flex option.
2: Hey, you want you want to put up points? You got to get those touchdowns, and that's what DeAndre Carter he's been doing these last few weeks. Uh, before we move on, I got another sneaky under the radar fantasy analyst that you need to get into your everyday playlist. The one, the only Calvin Shields the show. Yeah. I
0: miss you. I, I miss, yeah, I miss you guys. Seriously,
2: I
5: I, I I wanted to hop in because I just think you guys are awesome. I miss hanging out with you guys. My voice, unfortunately has been failing me here recently. I did too many shows, too many shows in the off season, too much great content that you guys, uh, that we're, we're part of too. And, uh, but yeah, I, it's starting to come back now. So I'm excited.
4: I wish we could do that Can Newton, I'm back gif and like do that Yeah, with
2: <laughs> Cal's back. <laughs> well, we, we may be able to hit our good friend Craig up there. I'm sure he could probably Photoshop their uh, Calvin's face on that. We could probably get that playing on. That would be every the best. <laughs> so I'll, I'll come back to Calvin here on this here a sec. I'm going to move over to Major because I don't want him to lose sight of who that under the radar player <laughs> for him is this week.
0: Yeah, and I kind of went and I put on my like, my my Matt Donnelly hat and kind of wrote through like your lens and I tried to be as corny as possible. So here I go. I got to get my voice. No more Jason Garrett raises in a potato salad offense. We now get some flavor. (laughs) I can't do it. i try. We get some flavor with uh, what's uh, I forgot his name now. I'll try. i fucked it up. I mean, I'm messing
4: it up. It's, so, it's it's get some, we get it's some Freddy flavor. Kitchens. I like Please it. Flavor it. in the kitchen. I like
0: it. That's what I was trying to get to. Damn it, Tara. Thank you. We get some flavor in the kitchen, and we're going to use Tony the right way. Brother, That's how you sound to me.
2: It, it's not too far off. You got to get a little bit of the head swag. You got to get really animated. You gotta really I, I got to really jump in the screen. <laughs> it's a hand talking thing. It's the like, you get them up there, speared fingers, each and every time. Calvin, I'm going to throw, throw you into the spot here. Here, who is that one under the radar player that you want to get in your lineup this week?
5: Um, can I say Taysom Hill? Is that <laughs> like
2: uh, <laughs> is tight end or a quarterback? <laughs> Came back and already messed it
5: up. <laughs> How about like? Is there a is there somebody that that like? you know, has been looking at Antonio Gibson and like just frustrated with what they've seen recently. And, you know, is he flying under the radar in terms of what he could produce as he goes against the 30th ranked rush defense in the Seattle Seahawks? And could he be more of a running back one than we thought? I think he probably could. So I don't know if we considered him under the radar, Um, Melvin Gordon maybe is another example of someone we don't think enough about. And, uh, he gets the chargers who have not been as good against the run too. So yeah, I think there's a couple of, those are maybe higher end, but I think those are guys that aren't getting as much love as they should.
2: And I would agree with both of those. I got both Antonio Gibson and uh, Javante Williams as starts of the week, based on those matchups here. And I also think JD McKissick is a super nice play this week because the Seattle Seahawks, as bad as they are against the run, they've been giving running backs receiving yards all season long. They lead the league in yards against, in the passing game, two running backs. And I don't fact check me here. 756 sounds about right. I think I threw that down in a, a show sheet uh, earlier. So I like both those plays there for the Washington football team. And, of course, fire up both those Denver Broncos backs because I think they're going to have big games against the Chargers. Now, for me, I wanted to go deep. I wanted to give a sleeper. I wanted to bring it down low and come up high when it comes to a certain wide receiver. Now, if I told you there was a team out there this week playing in a game, Major, you following along here? It's about the William Shatner pausing but doing it in a certain way. There was a team out there that had allowed – 10 different wide receivers to have five or more catches this season. Would you feel comfortable about playing wide receivers against them? Absolutely. Absolutely. Fire up Chris Conley this week of the Houston Texans. You want to go deep? I got you deep. Chris Conley is that super sleeper. (laughs) (laughs) And now, before we get to the bold predictions, we are going to Dream of the meat sweats here. We're going to get ourselves in a nice little Thanksgiving kind of celebratory player comp for those Thanksgiving side dishes. And I'm going to start off with that mac and cheese that Matt Judon, he's not a big fan of. It's just noodles and cheese. But Major, who's your noodles and cheese for uh, player comp? I'm going
0: to go with Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase. You know, if you just have – the Mac, is just noodles. If you just have cheese, <laughs> just cheese. You get them together, and it's the greatest combination to ever, like, race the face of the NFL. So I'm going to go with that. And their uniforms are kind of yellowy, so I'm kind of with that one too. But, I mean, orangey, but I don't know. <laughs> I try, Who's your I'm Mac and cheese? I'm trying to be corny. I can't do it. This is a super Matt corny question, and I'm trying my best here. <laughs> uh, you it.
4: I like I like the idea of looking at mac and cheese as a combo. So, with that said, I will go with Aaron Rodgers and Devonte Adams. It is the perfect mac and cheese; they belong together. Um, so, yes, I, I think it's a it's a beautiful combination.
2: Calvin, I know you're not prepared for this, but who's your mac and cheese comp?
0: It's gonna be a saying. Like,
5: let's go. <laughs> well, so mac and cheese, I start thinking about like, you know, it depends on it depends on who's making it, maybe. And I I, I found out that uh, actually uh, Lindellians uh, blocks people who talk bad about mac and cheese. But can I say I don't like mac and cheese <laughs> at all? Like I'm not a I'm not a fan <laughs> of mac uh, cheese Linda. Maybe I just haven't had like good mac and cheese. Uh, so that makes me think about like combinations who aren't as good so um maybe tyrod taylor and chris Con 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 Conley. maybe that's my uh mac and cheese combo there
2: (laughs) that's fair enough fair enough (laughs) (laughs) let's let's head over to another side dish let's talk about the mashed potato can you do the mashed potato major who's your comp?
0: oh so i when i (laughs) the first thing that popped in my head was the person who gets mashed the most so I just went with two quarterbacks <laughs> who've been sacked the most all season, and that is Ryan Tannehill Hill and Justin Fields. Both tied with 31 sacks. So mm-hmm. they've been hit a lot this year. So they've been mashed. So that's where my brain went. I don't know if that's the right uh path we're There's going, no but-
2: wrong answers here, Major. There's no oh, wrong yes, answers.
4: Hello. <laughs> what's who's your mashed potato? You know, Cal, just for reference, I'm off the cuff too. I didn't prepare for this part of the yeah, show. So. The <laughs> so is,
5: is there a way to prepare for this? I mean, this is... <laughs> I don't know
4: not at all. Yeah. I felt like off the cuff would be more organic. So yeah, yeah. this is <laughs> my, my mashed potatoes, I love mashed potatoes. I think it's an elite side. Um, I <laughs> use, I literally used to eat just meals of mashed potatoes when I was a kid from KFC because I refused yeah. to eat, like, I don't know, really weird. But uh, but yeah, so something that I love other than a Packers, um, it's... It's going to have to be Terry McLaurin. I think he is my mashed potatoes. It's it's elite. All it needs, it also needs a little gravy to, you know, take it to another level, you know, so another level of gravy, a better quarterback would take him to another level. So my mashed potatoes, it's Terry McLaurin.
2: You know, I could have taken this two week, two different ways here. I could have gone with like AJ Brown because he's soft, or I could have gone with uh, Hunter Renfro because he basically looks like a bunch of mashed potatoes. Stuck together. Now, Kelvin, who's your mashed potato player comp? You know what? Like, I I like someone who runs
5: angry like that. And this is James Conner's been running angry. I'm going to say he is a, he's mashing people. Even like it doesn't matter who you put as his quarterback. It can be Kyler Murray. It can be Colt McCoy. He's going to carry the load and mash folks as it, you know, and do the mashed potato, I guess.
2: (laughs) Which I, I see Bob kind of in the green room But his screen is white He may be the only person I know that has probably done the mashed potato The old <laughs> dance from way back when um, So we go from mashed potatoes to the stuffing Major, who's your stuffing player, comp?
0: So first thing again that came to mind was like You know, you do stuff and you just don't put it in all gently You like get it in there, put it in there, you know So my first thing my brain went to was who's got the most touchdowns who's who's smashing it in there who's uh stuffing it into the end zone and i gotta go with jt jonathan taylor the dude is just getting you a hundred thousand touchdowns per week so let's go with him
2: that's fair enough i would have said a couple of weeks ago it was james Conner, who surprisingly had the most touchdowns it was before... it was i was
0: yeah, gonna go red J- zone. go ahead
2: Before Jonathan Taylor went absolutely crazy against the Bills, I think it was Jonathan Taylor that was leading the league in touchdowns. Tara, who's your stuffing player comp?
4: Uh, First of all, I want to say I feel like you come for Hunter Renfro at least once every show. And I feel like, you know, at this point, I'm taking it personal. I think it's an attack on me. So, I'm just
0: saying. (laughs) I I think he's upset because they, like, look the same. That that, that meme with the Spider-Man. So, I think it'll only be one. He's trying to eliminate one.
4: I think so too, uh, but my uh, my stuffing would be, I don't know, stuffing makes me think of like a defensive player, like stuffing the run, um, so I'm going to go with um, someone who is, you know, out there um, getting sacks, making stops, so I'm going to go with T.J. Watt, uh, T.J. Watt mm-hmm. is my stuffing. <laughs> <That's> <laughs>
2: I, I like that, I like that, I even like <laughs> a little gobbler there, that major toss is in there for sound effects. Calvin, who's your stuffing?
5: Major, could you like illustrate again what stuffing looks like to you? Like, what is the yeah? So, is it completely inappropriate to say to Sean Watson? That... <laughs> <laughs>
0: funny, but not funny. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I'm just, I'm just Sean Watson. <laughs> drop the mic on that. You're good. Yeah, mic drop.
4: There we go.
2: <laughs> we, we got two more side dishes here to get through. Um, major, let's talk about cranberry sauce. Now, this one could be pulled in many different directions. I'm not a big cranberry sauce guy, I was, personally. I
0: was going there, I was thinking, like, cranberry alone is just like, yeah, yeah. So, but I do like cranberry when I'm mixing in with my stuff in or put it with the turkey and just like, so I kind of thought, like player is kind of good at everything because i think cranberry is better with everything else so i had to go with austin eckler because the guy's getting you passing yards he's getting you running yards he's getting you passing touchdowns he's getting you running touchdowns he's like blocking he's just like an all-round stud so i went with him because he's good everywhere just like cranberry sauce Hmm.
2: interesting tara who's your cranberry sauce
4: Uh, you know, my cranberry sauce would be, I don't know. I don't, I personally don't like cranberry sauce, but I feel like a lot of people, I feel like it's one of those things where you either, you either, either like it or you either love it or you hate it. So I think that my cranberry sauce is going to be Odell, um, a very polarizing player. There's no in between. You either like Odell or you don't. So that's, that's my cranberry sauce. It's Odell Beckham Jr.
2: I have jokes, but I'm going to move along to Calvin. Kevin, who's your cranberry sauce? I'm going to
5: say Joe Mixon because like, you know, it's undoubtedly good. Like always there, like, you know, always a part of the like main course of meals. But I never put it on my plate. Like I never end up rostering Joe Mixon. So I'm going to save my cranberry comp is Joe Mixon. I
4: like that. All right,
5: I,
2: I like that. I can dig that. It's one of your uh, better comps that you come up with. <laughs> Now, now, the final comp here, we are going to the pie. Mm. And I'm going to let this kind of go with you, a pie of your choice, because there's too many pies to kind of work around here. So, Major, who is your pie, and what kind of pie are you into?
0: Uh, you know, I'm going to go with a pumpkin pie because it's classic. But, you know, in my household, we do the sweet potato pie as well, which is a classic. So, it just made me think, who is a something that just stayed True and to stay the best throughout his whole career. And that's what the the pie kind of brings together the whole meal, you know, at the end of the day. And that player to me is Tom Brady. He's just a classic. Like it's always good. You know, it's never really bad. It's always good. Even when you had enough of Tom Brady, you still want some more. You know what I mean? So I I went with Tom Brady, the classic pumpkin pie slash sweet potato pie. Makes
4: sense, girl.
2: If you could have a player who happened to be a pie, what kind of pie would that player be?
4: Uh, for me, it's apple pie. It is always apple pie, and my apple pie is Keenan Allen. Uh, you know, it's just it's just always good. It's always there for you. It's classic. Keenan Allen, apple pie. It makes sense.
2: Oh, and then you put like a little scoop of like Justin Herbert on that, a little bit of ice cream, and you got yourself Perfection. a little something. something vanilla bean.
4: Don't
1: Perfection.
0: do that. Vanilla bean. If you don't put vanilla bean, don't do it. <laughs>
2: Now, Calvin, what kind of pie you got cooking?
5: So when I think about pie, pumpkin pie is my favorite. So I'm going to say pumpkin pie. Um, And, you know, I think about pie as it always comes at the very end. Like you always like you wish you had gotten more of it. Like, you know, you never wish you had gotten less of it. So like, you know, Cordero Patterson, he was at the very end of drafts. But you like within a couple of weeks, you wish you had invested (laughs) more and had
2: more shares of Cordero Patterson all right and you know what we can't talk about pie unless we have the pie father join us and he doesn't know he's getting to come he's not coming into the show right now but he's got his camera on he's sitting in the back room he's thinking about all kinds of pie it's the bob father coming yeah. <laughs> i know you said you were watching but i thought that was kind of creepy as you just sat, kind of sat back and watching us. so <laughs> Bob, who is that pie comp for you this weekend? What kind of pie is he going to be?
1: Uh, I'd like to partake in a piece of pecan pie. Hmm. And it will be Damian Harris. Okay. Hmm. Damian Harris is not everyone's cup of tea, but he gets the job done. Cosign, hmm.
4: you- Cosine, cosign. Cosine.
1: Uh, I I can feel that. I can get down with that. You know why you got booed. I'm not going to explain it. (laughs) How do we block Major? (laughs) 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 I
5: I feel like Mac Jones is like apple pie. Like he is like classic apple pie. Like that just makes too much
1: sense. That's true. That is true. That's probably where I would
2: have gone with all that. Romandre is
0: a. I don't even know what kind of why are we why are we all you know, on the Patriots right now. Smash
1: massive because you know, once you again that. they're in top of the world. You know, we, you we know what? Mention that
4: we did, we did, we did. Oh. Um, you know what? You know what's well, funny about Ramadre Stevenson, and Rashad Bateman? I actually like these two players. I really do. I, I like I roster them. I'm cool with them, uh-huh. but the love that these guys right here have for them over certain players like Marquise Brown and Damian Harris, that has made me just every single Sunday, I look forward to them failing just so, so that uh, I can just not hey. hear, not hear smug. Like look at him. look at him. That's
0: the definition <laughs> of being a hater. What well, you
4: just described is <laughs> just like, okay, third direction You're right. I'm just, I'm spiting myself. It would That's be good right. for me if Ramadre Stevenson did uh, go, but I'm I, just sitting here spiting myself. <laughs>
1: Well, I love you, but this is going to end poorly if you root against the Patriots.
4: <laughs> no, I'm well, Damian Harris.
2: Before we get to our bold <laughs> predictions, I just want to say that Ramondre Stevens is basically lemon meringue pie. I'm just gonna throw mm. that out there. Do with that what you will. It's a little bitter yeah. if you ask me. <laughs> um, I know, I know. Tara, what is that bold prediction? And are you actually gonna hit it this week? Because we know I'm probably not.
4: You know, I thought for a second about doing a bold prediction uh, about Zach Wilson against Houston, just because I, you know, but then I realized it would be too bold. I'm trying to hit the prediction. I'm tired of not, you know, making these unrealistic predictions. Unlike Major, who's making super realistic predictions, but yet still doesn't hit them. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> you got a shit mind. <laughs> <laughs>
4: but my prediction of the week, which is still bold. I do think that uh, Zeke is going to get a hundred yards and two touchdowns. I think it's going to be a fantastic day on the ground for him. So that's, that's what I'm, that's what I'm going with. That's my bold prediction.
2: I mean, That's,
3: that's right there. Playing? Now major.
2: <laughs> yeah. He, right now he's playing, he's playing against the Raiders. It, it's one of those yeah, things he, that's probably going to make me miserable. Now major, what kind of 50, 50 projection <laughs> you got going on this week?
0: I'm going to double down. I'm going to go the Detroit Lions, get a win on Turkey Day.
2: You know what? That would be huge if they beat a backup quarterback on Thanksgiving. <laughs>
0: so, okay. so, you play the schedule that's in front of you. That's all, right.
2: all right, fair enough. Bob, what kind of bold prediction do you got? We're going to throw you in on this. What kind of bold prediction do you got for us this week?
1: I don't even know who's playing Thanksgiving.
2: <laughs> it doesn't have to be thanksgiving it can be any day put your
1: bold up. all right well you're looking that with up page either. <laughs> look, give me a minute go to someone else
2: Calvin. <laughs> what do you got give us something
5: bold this week to look forward to my policy before uh i stopped Showing up on Tuesdays was to just go against whatever you said. So, um, whatever it is that you think is going to happen, like I'm just going to say it's the opposite. Like, just,
1: <laughs> you
2: know, down for the opposite of what you said. You know what? If you would do that, you'd be 10 and 0 or 11 0 right now. That's basically yeah. how it's been working. Out. So, well, Bob's right, coming so up with something bold. Oh, Bob's got one. All right, I do
1: have something very bold. And in Scott Fishville, I am playing. Uh, 14 year old, uh, uh, I am going to beat her (laughs) probably (laughs) right.
2: (laughs) (laughs) All right. that, That is huge. So I've come to the conclusion. If I can't be happy, someone else has to be miserable alongside with me when it comes to bold predictions. Tara, well, you me. know that I've basically been the kiss of death when it comes to predictions. So this week, my victims are Brandon Ayuk and Debo Samuel. Oh. I am predicting that they both have top twelve wide receiver. They're both going both to be the top twelve oh. wide receivers this week. They're both going to have hundred plus scrimmage yards, and they're both going to score a touchdown because that's how bold I like to get.
4: Oh no, oh, I'm so starting we'll- both.
5: Yeah,
2: oh. I have so yes. many chairs of each. <laughs> and I'm that is chaos. Like,
1: why
2: are you buy? <laughs> hey, I'm just sharing my game. Major, sign off. Of you might as
1: well sign off, buddy. You okay. might as well sign off. Uh.
0: <laughs>
2: So now Calvin can counter that with that both Samuel and Ayuk finished with less than fifty yards receiving, and he should be pretty accurate yeah. on that
5: one. <laughs> Maybe I'll say George Kittle gets two hundred yards receiving or something. That's there you go. No, I need that. that Maybe that, 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 that may be plausible now.
0: <laughs> I need you to counter that because your like good luck is going to sprinkle on that and kind of uh, void hit void mats out, you know?
2: Yeah. Well, well,
5: I like your Detroit Lions winning this week, Major. I Now, <laughs> that makes a lot of sense with the, the conversation around Matt Nagy, this being his last game. Do they mail it in a little bit?
0: And hey, look who the quarterback is this week, you know? At-
2: Ryan Gosling?
0: <laughs> the Red Rocket on the. He looks like a rooster in his. <laughs> is that count? Carol- I mean.
2: Andy yeah. Dalton did support 2 100 10-yard receivers last week and Marquise Goodwin and Darnell Mooney. I'm just for gonna like, throw that out there real quick. Like
0: two passes that went for like hundred yards, but it's
2: good. Oh no, he he peppered he peppered Darnell Mooney with 16 targets, man. I mean he, only of he, those a lot of them. he had that yeah, one yeah. Uh,
1: that's
0: it.
5: <laughs> How many of those did he catch, Matt? Five, four. <laughs> four, five, four five, five. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He had footballs thrown in his direction. I'm not sure they were. <laughs>
2: Catching <laughs> target.
4: Oh
2: man. And with that all said, we are definitely past our bedtime here. Uh again, thanks to everyone joining. Catching us on the show, catching us on the uh rewind there, whatever you want to call it. Uh, special thanks to both Bob Gilcrest and Calvin shoemake for jumping it on. <laughs> you can catch Bob over doing some good stuff with the Dynasty Trade Calculator. He's doing his thing over there. You can catch Calvin over on Taco Tuesdays with DLF with our boy there, Carp. He's there every single Tuesday for, like, four hours. <laughs> they, they, they each and every week. Tara, you find a, anything that says fantasy, she's all over there. Fantasy Alarm, fancy <laughs> uh, Fantasy Pros, Fantasy Tic Tac, um, Snap Fantasy, whatever going there 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 it is going <laughs> on. You name it, she's there. And... Major, (laughs) catch him over on (laughs) fantasypoints.com.
1: They're
2: they're doing their thing before every game. And while you're there checking it out, you might as well hit that subscription button. Use promo code 21 Viper percent Get 10% off that subscription today. With that all being said, let's remember that while the wishbone offense is no longer a thing in the NFL for Thanksgiving, we know we need that wishbone. Let's have a good time out there. Let's find something to be thankful for each and every week from here on out. With that said, this has been the Dynasty Vipers ViperCast, episode number 102, coming at you live every Tuesday, 10 p.m. Eastern. See you next
0: week.